It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et, et bonsoir, it's Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. We're going to talk love. We're going to answer your questions. But I want to also invite you to do something very special. I would like to invite you to be part of my podcast. It's called La Confession, right? So the show, you can call me, you know, every night I'm here, but it's only two hours. I only have so much time. But La Confession is a podcast where you can share the most intimate story and I can learn from you and we can all learn how to love each other better. So check it out and just reach out to my producers, therendezvousshow.com. Now, if you need my help tonight, right now, 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me about your relationship, 855-905-8255. Call me. Bonjour, Holly. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to The Rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? So I'm getting married, and I'm really excited about it. My fiancé is amazing, but his mother wants to have two separate bridal showers, which I just feel like is way too much. Like, I don't want to have to go to one bridal shower and then to another bridal shower when they don't even live that far away from each other. It's like an hour and a half drive. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I feel like my fiancé is not really, like, standing up for me as much as he could because he's sort of like a mommy boy a little bit. <laughs> and I just really, I feel like it should be my way or nothing because it's, I'm the bride, so if I don't want a celebration, right. you know. Mm -hmm. But his reaction and the conversations you've had, what is the result of that? So, I mean, he's brought it up lightly to his mother, but she's just very insistent about it. And he doesn't want to disappoint her. Mm -hmm. And he sort of feels like I should just go along with it. And I really, really don't want to. So I got to ask you this stuff. So let's, let's say I'm the boyfriend. So if I said to you, you know, I, I can't believe you don't want to, you know, make my mom happy. You know, what do you have against her? What would you say? I would say... I like your mother, but I just don't want to have two showers. I think it's ridiculous and a little over the top. And I just, I, I don't like being the center of attention, and it's just too much. Okay. I think you said something very key. I don't want to be the center of attention. So you moved away yeah. from it's about his mom to a personal feeling you have of being private and reserved. So I think that's your argument there. Is you say, I'm a reserved person, I'm a private person, you know me, and I feel uncomfortable doing anything else than this one shower. And I think you'll understand, and you, you tell him it's not against you, it's not against your mom, everybody's invited, but I just, I can only do one. It's just too much for me. Awesome. Thank you, Simon. You're welcome. Anytime, Holly. Thank you so much, and congratulations, and, and have a good night. Thank you. So somebody just left me a voicemail, and they need my help. So then let's listen to it. Next. If you have a question for me during the day and you can't dial in, always leave me a voicemail like this one. Uh, I just had a question about uh, my boyfriend that I've been with for about two, a little over two months now. Um, so I have a little bit of an annoyance in the relationship and um, I really like to be spoiled and all that. And he just doesn't really, I don't know how to tell him that I want him to, like, show with more physical things 
that he really cares about me. And of course, it's not like the only main thing that I want in a relationship, but it definitely just shows me a little extra like that he cares about me. And um, yeah, I just don't know how to like talk to him about that and uh, express that that's one of my wants in the relationship. Now that's going to be interesting. So how do you tell your partner you need gifts and to be spoiled that that is coming up next? When you're in a relationship, you know, there's different love languages, five of them. Let's say you need gift, like a validation. So that my last voicemail was just saying, how can I make my boyfriend understand that I need to be spoiled and receive gifts, right? And so it's everything is quid pro quo in life. What are you getting? What is he getting? So I think the conversation should be how we make each other happier. That's the positive spin on it. It's not so much you go for gifts. You say, listen, how can I make you happier? How can you make me happier? And you have a conversation always after a good meal. Because remember, men are always grumpy when they are hungry, including me. So after a good meal and a good dessert, you just, you know, in the right time, say, you know, you know what make me really happy is when I get spoiled. And, you know, what would make you happy? It doesn't become just about me, myself, and I. It becomes about us, we as a couple, we as a relationship, we as two people who love each other. How do we make each other happier? That's my advice. Thank you for the voicemail. You call the next 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Call the rendezvous if you have a question for me. Dorothy, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. <laughs> Bonjour, Dorothy. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? Well, I hope that you can. Um, my boyfriend and I have been dating for six months, and we really just want to move in together. We pretty much live together already, except we're paying for two separate, you know, rents. And it's just ridiculous. But his parents say that it's too early, and my parents say it's too early, and Mm-hmm. I don't know. Shouldn't it just be our choice? Why does it matter what everyone else thinks? That's a great question. So I'm going to ask you that question. Why does it matter if you're making your own money and you're paying your own rent? Why does it matter to you and him what your parents are saying? I don't know, honestly. I guess it really shouldn't, but it just, ugh, it does. It, it gets annoying sometimes, you know? We love each other. We want to move in together. I don't really see what the problem is. Why shouldn't we cut our rent in half? The, the reason to move in together is not about rent. It should be about love. Do you feel you're now stable enough, exclusive enough, and together enough to rent uh, and financial question aside, be together all the time? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I, I love him. He loves me. I don't really, I don't see a downside besides our parents being weird about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to ask you, even though, you know, I'm not part of your family, but you guys have an incident before? Is there like something bad happened before that, that your parents know and I don't know? No, nothing, nothing at all. I think they're just being overprotective because this is my first big relationship. So maybe they're just thinking like, oh, take your time. Don't rush into anything. But it doesn't feel like I'm rushing. It really doesn't. Then listen, if your intuition says go for it, then I follow your intuition. So if you feel ready... Uh, listen, what's the worst can happen? You, you can break up or not. That's all's going to happen. You guys are not married yet, and all of this will be very easy. So I said, go for it. I said, listen, you're 23. You make your own money. You pay your own rent. You go for it, mm-hmm. girl. That's my advice. All right. I'm going to do it then. Oh, my God. Thank you. We're doing it. <laughs> best, of, best of luck to you. It's, it's not that scary. 
It's actually easier than you think, okay? Thank you. All right, Dorothy. Best of luck to you and have a good night. You too. Thank you. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Changing gears. Somebody just sent me a Facebook message and need my help because their partner wants them to choose between love and work. So that's next on The Rendezvous. If you have a question for me but you can't call me during the show hours, just send me an email or a Facebook message at The Rendezvous Show. Trish, what's going on between Jeremy and his girlfriend? Jeremy says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Jeremy. I am a personal trainer, and I have been recently dating this girl that I met while training her. She is super cool, but recently she has been texting me a lot and calling me while I'm at work. And she finally told me that she's uncomfortable with me working with other girls. I really like her, but this is my career. What should I do? Well, that's a great question, Jeremy. Should you ever have to leave your job because your partner is uncomfortable with it? I'm going to tell you what I think about this next. So question for you. Do you think you should have to change jobs just to please your partner? Such as Jeremy, he's a personal trainer, met his girlfriend training her, and now they're dating. And his own girlfriend says, I think you should change job because I think I'm uncomfortable with you working with other girls. So Jeremy says, I really like her, but this is what I do for a living. What should I do? Jeremy, listen, she has to grow a level of... of self-security and self-esteem that she doesn't worry about it. Because let's face it, unless it's a job in the adult industry or stuff like that, I can understand the problem. But the fact that you're a trainer and trade, you know, girls or guys or whoever, she has to relax. It's like if I was dating somebody who said, Simon, I don't want you to talk to women on the rendezvous at night. I just want you to talk to me. And I would say, but this is what I do for a living. So no, we have to gain trust. And we're not responsible for every insecurity a partner has from the past. Maybe a shrink can help her. 855-905-8255. You call the next. You want to share a romantic moment of your life with me? Call the rendezvous. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Estella. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Estella. So you have a romantic story you want to share with me tonight. Absolutely. So I've been single now for two years Mm -hmm. and I was never one for the, you know, social media dating type thing. Okay. But um, a couple friends of mine are like, oh, girl, you've been single for so long. You're just so annoying. (laughs) So they sent me up a profile on a dating site and this guy named Tim sent me a request and we started talking and, um, we just kind of really hit it off. I think, well, he just seemed like somebody that I already knew. Like, our conversation was just amazing. And I've never talked to a guy where I felt like they really understood me or heard me. And, like, you know, um, kind of, like, swept off my feet. So um, we, we hung out once for coffee, something simple. We did some talking. And he was, you know, a perfect gentleman then. Uh-huh. But I just kind of didn't think it was going to go further than that because of just the vibe that he gave me. Uh-huh. But then a week later, oh, my gosh, he just popped up at my job with roses on my lunch break. Ooh. He had a limo, and he took me to this really nice restaurant. And after that, I, I told him, you know, I have to go back to work. My sure. my lunch break's only an hour. 
But he was just such a gentleman. Um, he was like, oh, if you spend the rest of the day with me, I will treat you to the best time ever. And so Ooh. I did. Um, he took me to the spa. He took me to the mall. Ooh. He was just just amazing. I never was treated like that. So we've been talking now for three weeks, and I just think that this could be the one, you know? Well, I hope so. Yeah, he's amazing. Like, I've... I'm used to guys that's kind of like verbally abusive and, oh, no. you know, because I'm a heavy set girl. I, I don't really get out much. I'm very into my work and it's just a breath of fresh air to be treated like a queen sometimes, you know. You certainly deserve it, Estela, and you should not accept anything else from now on. Thanks, Simon. All right. So thank you so much for sharing that story. And yeah. I, my fingers are crossed that it goes on. And one day you call me back and you told me you got engaged. <laughs> I, I really, really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Thank you so much for sharing that story and have a good night, Estela. You too. I don't know if you realize, but Estela's story, there's one key element to know you're facing true love or not. So let's talk about what she said and what I believe it means next. You know what I just loved about my last caller, Estela's story? That when you meet someone and you have a feeling after a first date, after a first conversation, after a first dinner, that you've known them forever. Have you ever felt like that? Like it's so the flow of conversation and the chemistry is so natural and organic that you feel I've known this person for a very long time, which in fact you didn't. And that's a great sign as a first step to true love. I have a personal story about this that I want to share with you next. So stay with me. I'm going to reminisce next. Do you remember one time in your life when you met a new partner and you felt you knew each other for a very long time, even though you didn't? So way back when, actually, my first love story was Christabel when I was 13. I remember sitting next to her in the Garden of Luxembourg in Paris, talking for hours and feeling I've known her forever. And that feeling, which happens only a few times in life, is the feeling of the beginning of a great love story. It's one of the best green flag you can have when you start a conversation with somebody new that you're on a date with. Magic. So I hope for you've had a story like this or two, because those are wonderful. You call the next on the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Leanne. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Leanne. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? So I live with my sister uh, in an apartment, and in general, everything is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but her boyfriend comes over all the time, who I usually you know, like and enjoy as well. But they just have the most obnoxious, you know, public display of affection. And it's just, it's, and it gets to me, you know, all the babes, sweeties, they, they hug, they kiss. It's like, I get it when you first come over or you're leaving and stuff, but like, you know, it's nonstop. Oh, can I get you something, sweetie? And uh, it's hard to stomach sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. They say things, but they don't really, do they make out a lot in front of you? Or it's just this sweet well, talk, the- never ending? 
uh, they'll kiss, they'll give like back rubs, and they'll hold hands while they watch TV, and uh, you know it's, it's overwhelming. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think would be the right compromise? What would you, you know, we can't ask them to stop demonstrating their love. You all live there. So, what would you, yeah. if you had to ask for one thing, what would it be? I guess I don't know, maybe like the baby talk or something. Maybe they could, you know, refer to each other. For you know their names, not babe or sweetie, and well, but I mean, uh, the difficulty of this is that it, it's a normal thing. But um, how, how much longer do you have to live with with them? Oh well, I right now it's it's we you know they they haven't talked about getting a place together or anything, so potentially forever. Um, I see. Well, I'm going to ask you a tough question. Do you think you're jealous because you see all that love and you're alone? So I, I was wondering about some of that. I thought some of that could be possible, mm-hmm, but um, mm-hmm. I think some of that is true, but also I just think they're really over the top. I get it. So you pay part of the rent, right? Yeah. Okay. So take one, one behavior that you can't stand anymore, just one, and then negotiate and compromise with that one. Just saying, guys, we all live together. I love you and all this, but I would love if you could make a little effort to keep that privately, just it, it, and then you say it's hard for me. I'm alone, and then you know I see that all day. I'm happy for you, but you take one thing, yeah, and you try to negotiate that, okay? Okay. And my That's advice, a good idea. <laughs> yeah, and my final advice is: at one point, you're gonna have to live on your own, uh, yes. or, or, they, or they're gonna have to move out because it's not sustainable forever. No, of course, yeah. <laughs> all right, Leanne, thank you so much for calling, and good luck to you. Okay, thank you so much, Simon. Changing gear and last question for tonight. If you got divorced, would you still maintain a friendship with your ex's family or not? We'll talk about that next. If you got divorced, would you still maintain a friendship with your ex's family or not? I wanted to know what you would do. I've never been divorced, but I was curious. So I posted this on my social media. Here are the results. 71% of you said, no, I would not keep any friendship with my ex's family and 29% said yes I would remain friend with my ex's family after a divorce which which I think is cool I totally can understand both so thank you so much for voting massively on that one and by the way if you want to be checking out all my social media therendezvousshow.com it's all there and more thank you so much for listening tonight et bonsoir The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel